Well, last week we had six Democratic candidates, and this week it's become like my dad's favorite radio station, just the oldies. <laughs> At this point, between Biden and Trump, I think the next debate should just be on that cruise ship. <laughs> and whichever one of them can beat coronavirus becomes our next president. <laughs> Our next guest is head writer at Saturday Night Live and Weekend Update co-anchor. He has a new book out entitled A Very Punchable Face, which I can relate to. Let's welcome back to the show. It is Colin Jost. Great to hear from you, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? You know, we were talking last week about Tom Hanks, how he is everyone's favorite uncle. When SNL did their first episode back during the quarantine, was he a no-brainer choice? What were the first three choices for that episode? He was the no-brainer choice, I think, just because, obviously, he had gone through having COVID and survived it, and and he was sort of the first big name that got sick in my memory. So it oh, was, yeah. uh, it was, you know, whether he was up for it physically and whether he'd, he'd be willing to do it, we weren't sure, but he was definitely, uh, it just made sense. And it felt like he was an oddly kind of like, he, he often is, almost like a bellwether for the country, and right. he felt like... Uh, you know, again, he he had done something on our show where he was America's dad, and I, it seemed like that. And so I think people were, were excited to see him. You know, Colin, most of us grew up with SNL setting the tone for a lot of events in society, be it a presidential election, scandals, you name it. SNL was there. Now, here we are quarantined, waiting on the first episode of SNL during quarantine. Were you nervous that first week back? Because all eyes were on the show. Oh, my God. Of course. Yes. I, I was extremely nervous and, you know, just just worried about screwing up, you know, like on a basic level. Like I was afraid of not saying speaking when I wasn't on camera or, you know, having my head looking the wrong way or whatever, things like that that you would obviously not happen probably. But you, you start think, imagining all the little ways things can go wrong instead of focusing on what could go right. Right. I mean, that first week, very raw, but there was something very special about it. I, I remember sitting there with my wife watching the entire episode thinking, OK, you know, it, it's like they put together this sketch routine on TV, but, you know, it was very enjoyable and it was comfortable. Thanks. I, I, not for me, but I'm glad for you it was. <laughs> you were a nervous wreck. We're talking with Colin Jost. His new book is called A Very Punchable Face. I saw you on uh, The uh, Tonight Show this week, and you told a story about stealing a picture from Bill Murray's house. And, you know, the Murrays are from Chicago, and I know Joel very oh, yeah. well, and we see Bill from time to time. Can you tell that story? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was at, uh, I was very, I was a writer at SNL, and I was very fortunate to uh, go to a Christmas party at, at Bill's house, and uh, Mr. I feel like I should call him Mr. Murray for the story, um, <laughs> and was at his party, and my friend and I were walking around, like, wandering the halls of his house, and there was, like, this, this box that, honestly, I didn't know if he was throwing it away or what it was, and I opened this box, and there were these old photos of Bill and Richard Pryor that were in this box, and there were, there were like, ten copies of the same photo and I didn't know what he was doing. I was like, is he throwing these away? I don't know. And I was like, this is, would be the most valuable photo that I would possess as a aspiring comedian and person coming up. And I was like, if the, on the, I was kind of started creating this idea that he was throwing them away. Right. So I was like, I better save one of them for me, you know, as a tribute. <laughs> and so I was like, I snuck out with this photo and then immediately felt so horrible about it. But I was like, what am I going to do now? I can't, like, go back and say, hey, I'm sorry, I took it. And I swear to God, I thought 
he was not either never would pay attention to these photos or was throwing them away. And there were 10 copies. So I really thought he, I'm not stealing anything too valuable. I thought it was a, a one man's trash as another man's treasure uh-huh. kind of thing. Right, right. You were just but, trying to justify the fact that you were stealing from Bill Murray. Yes, that's right. And <laughs> my, my Catholic guilt um, became sort of a, I was trying to, to escape that guilt mm-hmm. and uh, create some sort of fantasy world where it was okay. <laughs> what is it with uh, going to a Catholic school that you have this Catholic guilt that helps you later on in life if you work in media or the entertainment industry? Uh, I don't know. I guess um, there, it, it, it helps you probably because you second-guess everything you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's not good in some ways, but at least you're taking time to think about everything you do. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so maybe that's that's a good preservation instinct um, when you're in the when you're in the industry for a while. But uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it can be at times very overwhelming, and it's something I still still have to find ways of dealing with. I have a sister. I I did twelve years of Catholic school, and I have a sister, Colin. That's a sister. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're in it. Yeah, I'm really in it. Um, I say to people, <laughs> I say to people like I was, you know, I tell people I was raised Catholic, and I realize that I, I say it the way someone would say I was raised by wolves, but I don't really, not, I don't do like a lot of wolf stuff. Like I'll be a wolf like you know Christmas and Easter, but I don't do a lot of wolf stuff normally, and that's how I feel. Uh, that makes sense. Your new book, uh, a very punchable face. Give me your most memorable sketch from SNL. My most memorable sketch. I mean, what um, sticks out, good or bad? <laughs> good or bad, wow. Uh, one of my most memorable sketches was, um, I wrote the sketch for Will Ferrell. It was at the end, he was hosting this uh, at the end of the season, and I wrote this sort of uh, farewell end of the season sketch that was based on the song Good Night Saigon by Billy Joel. And it was this ra- really random thing about a guy who talked about how he was going, you know, who mentioned going to Vietnam, and then the helicopters start and the song starts up, and this, and Will's got like a thousand yard stare, and it turns out he just he just went to Vietnam for vacation a couple weeks ago. It oh, wasn't like God. a he was there to and and it was like this musical thing where all these old cast members joined and. Um, everyone came up and it became this kind of nice season ending thing. And I was just, I felt so lucky that it got on the show because it was kind of weird and a different thing. And I, that was one that was really memorable for me because it was such a nice way to end the season. Who decides? Is it Lauren who decides what gets on the show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the host will make a strong case for something and Lauren will, will listen, but it's really Lauren and, um, and, and there's not really a way of, of, of fighting it. <laughs> right, of course, because he has the last say. Presidential election coming up... It is up. his show. He just started. Right, it is his show. Uh, presidential election coming up this fall. Are you coming back for another season? I, I'll be back for another season, yeah. I mean, especially because we, we lost some of our season for COVID, and and uh, and I'm definitely excited to be there for the election, at least, and uh, and and see this thing through. Uh, and, and, and I'm curious to see what happens. Colin, you have been self-quarantined with your fiance Scarlett Johansson, for 120-plus days. The quarantine is testing relationships. How is that going? You know, it's going well. Uh, Good? Really is, uh, you're Good. being thrown into a very, uh, you know... Um, you know, a longer time together than we've ever had. And it's been great. It's, it's been, uh, yeah. you know, I really think, I, I keep saying yeah. it, 
I do think our, you know, we've been together 120 days, and I think our previous record was like five <laughs> days together in a row. Yeah. Because we're always traveling and doing something, and it's been really nice. It's been nice to find a whole different rhythm, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's been it's been nice. And last time you were in studio, last thing, last time you were in studio, you put your phone number in my phone under Colin Jost, American Hero. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't believe there wasn't drinking involved. I haven't um, taken advantage uh, of it. I just want you to know it's in my phone under American Hero. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Great. I'm glad. I love that you're cracking yourself up. This is your joke. See, you put it in my phone and you're laughing on the air here in Chicago. It was like a real slow burn. I I never knew I would see it again. Colin Jost, thank you, buddy. A very punchable face. Go out and buy the book. It's great to hear your voice, man. Continued success. Thank you. I'll be back there at some point when I can be on the road touring again. So I'd love to come by. And I'm going to send you a text. Don't worry. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you. All right. Thanks, brother. It's Colin Jost, everybody. I got to say, honestly, I could not be more excited for Biden-Trump debates. They're going to be the first debates that have to be moderated by a Jamaican nurse. As well as the only debates that air on the Turner Classic Movie Channel. And I don't want the moderator to ask them about anything political. I want all the questions to be like, who is the greatest slugger of the 50s? Who's your favorite white boxer? 